This Christian podcast is designed to help us walk a stronger Christian life in today's troubled world. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean. Hey everybody, welcome back to God's Amazing Grace and I'm your host Sean. Before we get started with this episode, I would like to once again thank everybody, the listeners out there that continue to listen to this podcast. We've had a very hard time continuing to give you weekly podcasts because of the work schedule. Now that everything is opening up here in in the States, the the work schedules are back to full time. And it's just hard finding that time to continue to give you what God has laid on my heart. You know, and just have patience with me. We will continue to try to do our best in continuing this podcast. We've had things going on in our life that have kind of prevented us from doing doing it as well. But just continue to keep us in your prayers. Continue to to be patient with us and, and continue to spread and share our podcast with others and continue to spread and share Jesus' good news. I got to be thinking on my last podcast, which has been over a month ago, and I, I talked about the five stages of grief. I talked about denial, bargaining, anger, depression, and I, I forgot to give you the last one. You know, we talked about denial which, you know, most of us go through that stage of grief when we deny that our loved one is gone. We can't face the reality that of our loss. And then we went into anger. We become angry at our loved one for leaving us. We become angry with our friends. We we anger tends to be the first thing we feel when we start to release emotions related to loss. And then we went into bargaining. Bargaining with God, if you can heal this person, I will turn my life around. I promise to to be better if you will let this person live. I'll never get angry again if you stop him or her from dying or leaving me. And I know a lot of us have went through that stage. And then we went through depression since it didn't happen. It didn't go the way you wanted it to go. And then the last The final one was acceptance. This is the one I forgot. 
And just the word alone, acceptance, pretty much tells you what this stage means. So when we come to the place of acceptance, it is not that we no longer feel the pain of the loss. However, we are no longer resisting the reality of the situation, and we are not struggling to make it something different. Sadness and regret can still be present in this phase, but the emotional survival tactics of denial, bargaining, and angry anger are less likely to be present. You know, with acceptance, acceptance is kind of admitting that your loved one has lost. You've you've come to accept that they are no longer there, that you, if you're married, you will no longer wake up to that person in the morning or go to, to bed with that person at night. You know, it's not that you're, you forget about that person that you've lost, that loved one that you've lost, but you come to terms. You accept that they are gone. You can take solace in knowing if you know Jesus, if you are saved, that one day you will meet again. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know if you're if you're married, you're still going to be married when you when when you go to heaven. I don't know. But you will still see that lost loved one that has been gone and made it to heaven. We don't go through these stages the same in, in, in that particular order. Some of us might go directly to the anger, to the depression. Or some of us might go directly to acceptance. We will never forget that person. But we will accept that they're gone that they have left us. They are no longer here on earth. And eventually, your life will turn back to to a type of normalcy. If you can call it that. We all go through this, these five stages of grief, one way or the uh, another. Some of us might not go through the uh, all five stages, and some of us might go through more stages. But remember, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. He won't put you through anything you can't handle. During these time these times, you need to rely on him more than anything. And continue on with life, knowing that one day we will meet again.
you can't stop remembering that person because there will be days. It doesn't mean you haven't accepted it, but there will be days that you will struggle, that you will miss them. Continue to pray, continue to seek him for his wisdom, his guidance, and his love. He has a shoulder that you can lean on. You know, rely a little bit more upon your friends. Don't don't turn turn away from your friends. Your friends will be there to help. Yeah, they might not say the right words sometimes. But they mean well. So just remember. Every day that you you accept the loss, you become stronger. If you're depressed, seek help. You know, we, we made this podcast as a a help in these times, these troubled times. So seek help. Seek help with the loss regardless. Don't push people away. But seek help. So that there was what I forgot on on the grief episode. And hopefully it would be a help for somebody that is listening out there that if may have lost a loved one, a family member, a friend. We're here for you. We're here to pray for you. Just don't give up and give in. You know, the other day I was listening to the radio. I listen to Christian music. I, 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 I'm the, I'm the type of person that, that believes that garbage in, garbage out. You know, yeah, I, I, I like my old, old 80s style music because I was born in 80s and 90s style music. I like listening to that once in a while. It's very rare that I do nowadays because, because when you're, when you're, Filling yourself with that garbage, what what the church calls garbage, we might not think it's garbage, but if you listen to the words, you listen to what they're singing about, what they're telling you, it's garbage. You know, most of it's talking about having sex with others, you know, talking about Divorce, talking about this, talking about that. So, garbage in, garbage out. But anyway, I was listening to the Christian radio station the other day. And the two DJs that are on there, it's, it's a morning show on, on a station called Joy 99. And um, 
they were talking about different things. And, and uh, the one DJ come across and said, he got the question asked to him, and he put it out there for us to ask ourselves that same question. And the question was, what are you doing with your light? And the first thing people think about is, what do you mean? What are we doing with our light? Well, if you're a Christian, you know what that light is. Jesus is our light. And when we accept him, we become Christ-like, and we take on that light as well. We are the body. We are the church. And we take on that light. So what are you doing with your light? You know, I've, I've sat there, and it's been a month since I've heard this, this question, and I keep asking myself every day. You know, you remember when it came out, when WWJD came out, what would Jesus do? And everybody was thinking before they would, would do things, what would Jesus do at this time? What would he have thought? What would he do if he's seen somebody out there hurting? What would Jesus do? So I, 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 I kept thinking about this, this question. What are you doing with your light? And every time I got into an incident to where, you know, things around me were going, not going the way they should, you know, with, with conversations or, or with, you know, like in a commute when you're going to work, you're driving along, somebody cuts you off and you get angry. And you start whipping them the bird, throwing your hands up, screaming, hooting, hollering. What are you doing with your light at that moment? So I kept kept on asking, and I still to this day keep on asking myself. Yes, I've I've made mistakes. I've kind of fallen into two different things, you know, where I shouldn't have, but I kept on asking, what am I doing with my light? It's a very hard situation to go through if you continue to ask yourself that. You know, First John, John one verse seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Jesus is our light. Jesus is our light. So what are we doing with that light?
you know, I've got a, a quote from Francis Bacon somewhere. I'm looking it, looking it up as we speak. And in that quote, he says, in order for the light to shine so brightly, darkness must be, must be present. You know, I can use the, the analogy of the lighthouse. Ships use that lighthouse to guide them into port, to let them know also that there is land near. Now, imagine yourself as a ship out on the ocean or a captain on that ship out on the ocean, and it's pitch black. You can't see anything. Or the fog was so thick that you couldn't see two inches in front of your face. But then all of a sudden, there's that light. That light's guiding you. It's directing your path. It's leading you away from the dangers and steering you to steering you towards your home. What are you doing with your light? You know, when I, when I heard that question also, I remembered back in the days when I was a kid in Sunday school, I remember singing a song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Gonna Let It Shine. You know, it kept going on, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then another verse was, hide it under the bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. So what are you doing with your light? I keep asking that question so you get it in your mind. You can hear me say every time you step into that darkness that you ask yourself, what am I doing with my light? Now, Christianity is not an easy thing to go through. But when we walk in that light, he's there to guide us, to direct our paths. If we stumble and fall, he's there to lift us up. We repent of our sins, ask for forgiveness, and continue to carry that light. That light may become dim sometimes. When the darkness and the winds blow against you, to try to blow that light out, you're going to have those, those, those trials, those troubles, those tribulations 
every day of your life. But the question of it is, is what are you going to do with your light? Are you going to let it shine for the lost, those that live in darkness? Or are you going to continue to allow that darkness to destroy your light? I think about it every day. I have that question go through my head every minute of the day. I fall. I ask for forgiveness. I repent. And I pray that those weak areas become stronger. And those strong areas become stronger. We're not perfect. But when we become a Christian, we are striving for perfection. Why is it important to let your light shine before others? that question in itself. Answers itself. When Jesus said, let your light shine before others, that wasn't the whole sentence. He went on to give the reason why it is important to shine so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's Matthew 5, verse 16. Our goal should never to bring bring recognition to ourselves, but to bring glory to God. So I ask you again, what are you doing with your light? Are you bringing glory to God? by letting your light shine for him? Are you glorifying yourself? Which would basically mean that your light is not shining. You're in the darkness. What does it mean to shine? Shine means to give off or reflect light. Remember that lighthouse. Perfect example are the stars in the sky, the sun. They give off that light. They take that darkness away. Do all things without grumbling and or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked, twisted generation, among whom you're, you, you shine as lights in the world, holding fast 
to the word of life so that the day of Christ I may be proud that I did did not run in vain or in labor as Philippians 2 14 verse 16 you know in these times of troubles like our podcast says to help you walk a Christian life in these times of troubles it's hard to be that light you're ridiculed you're persecuted there are Christians out there that are dying every day because of they walk in that light. But they never give up. They never surrender. They never let the darkness take control. They never let that wind blow out their their light. Imagine being persecuted because you have the light of Christ in you. Paul, or Saul as he was known, was a persecutor of Christians. He killed Christians daily. But on his way, on the road to Damascus, bright light shone in his face and blinded him. And he was converted instantly. He repented. He asked for forgiveness. He accepted Jesus. And he became one of the greatest authors of several books of the Bible. And he was a murderer. He let his light shine. Look at the things that are going on today. The the riots, the murders that are going on. What are you doing with your light to help this world become a better place? Yes, there are many out there that are going to scream at you, spit on you. I was watching a video the other day of this minister praying for this man and baptizing him while people around him were cursing at him, spitting on him. The police were around to protect the guy from, from being beat. You would think that that person that was being baptized would give up. But when it was over, they started praising God and glorying to God. Where were those people then? They were letting their light shine. You know, I don't know the whole story, but who's to say that some of those people that were cursing and, and trying to beat him and throwing things at him, Who's to say that some of them didn't change? What are you doing with your light? 
Is there going to be a time when someone comes along and starts screaming at you, persecuting you, throwing things at you? What are you going to do with your light then? Are you going to let it shine brighter? Or are you going to hide it under a bushel to make it dark? There's going to be a time that you're going to be asked to deny Christ or die. What are you going to do with your light then? We all need to continue to ask ourselves that question every moment of every day. When we find ourselves getting caught up in gossip, getting caught up in things on social media, things that are, are going on around us that aren't godly, that aren't Christ-like, we need to ask ourselves, what am I doing with my light? You know, so let's take a break at this time. And I'll, I'll come back and I'll give you some ideas of not allowing yourself in certain areas of getting yourself into trouble and how to stay stay out of that trouble and to let your light continue to shine. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Sean with God's Amazing Grace. And this is that time when I usually take a break and I give a shout out. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing this for nothing, I give a one-time shout out to to those who are trying to help build the kingdom of God. You know, I've I've given shout outs to Mom Dacity with Cassandra, who is an advocate for abortion, for um not abortion, but being anti-abortion. She's an advocate for the children the unborn children. I've given a shout out for Christian Motivations. Um, Eternity Ready Radio with uh, Jeremiah Ferris, who has a, a online radio station with, also has TV, it's streaming online, through that goes into many countries of the world. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a Christian business, a Christian organization that wants a shout out, get a hold of me through my website at www.godamazinggrace.com. That's www.god. A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-G-R-A-C-E dot com. God Amazing Grace. And we'll give you a one-time shout-out. You can find me also on Instagram, 
You can find me on um, Twitter, TikTok. You can also go into Facebook and join my God's Amazing Grace podcast group. You don't necessarily have to be a podcaster. You can you can be a blogger. You can you can be a minister who wants to spread the good news. Just go on there, try it out, and give me a shout out. And we will give you a one-time shout out, absolutely free. No, no, there's nothing behind it. The only thing I ask is that you share us with your friends. Share us with everybody you know. You know, maybe even if you want, put us on your 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 website. Or your story or storyline or whatever. But we would do that and get a hold of us. Facebook's God's Amazing Grace Podcast Group. I had somebody hack my email, so I'm in the process of changing that email. So. getting into the twi- my Twitter, my Instagram, my TikTok, or, or, or my Facebook group would be the best, best way of getting a hold of me or my, my, my website, which there is a section where you can either leave an email or you can leave a voice message. And also sign up for an email list. Because eventually, we will be getting, sending things out. So, right now, take your time. If you want want us to give you a shout-out, a one-time shout-out, get a hold of me. I hope to hear from you, and I hope that your business will prosper and it will help others in the kingdom of God. Welcome back. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from that break. Like I said in that message, get a hold of me. If you want to further help build your Christian business or your Christian organization, get a hold of me. But before we left, we were talking about letting your light shine. And I have the question, what are you doing with your light? How many of you out there remember that question? How many of you keep asking yourself that question, what am I doing with my light? Well, In the Gospel of John, Jesus is called the true light. We know that, which God, which gives light to everyone. That's John 1, verse 9. Throughout the New Testament, the followers of Jesus are called to be light in darkness. So what does it mean to shine? It means being countercultural. We live in a dark lie. 
world full of lies, hate and confusion. I mean, look at what's going on around you, like I've said before. That's the type of world we live in. But God's word tells us to cast off the works of darkness, cast off the works of the devil, and put on the armor of light. Romans 13, verse 12. While others are chasing after physical pleasures and selfish gangs, we're commanded to live a different way, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I was talking about earlier, about when we get saved, we take on that light that Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. We take on his light. We are a part of him. And make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Romans 13, verse 14. Putting yourself out there, Jesus said, let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, verse 16. He explains that no one lights a lamp just to hide it under a bush, a basket. Remember that song, hide it under a bushel, no, or a basket, no, I'm going to let it shine. What is a lamp? A lamp is meant to be placed on a stand to give light to everyone around you. You know, this is kind of a an old, old, well, you had to think of when the scripture was, was happening back then. And, you know, they used candles or they used lamps, lamps with oil in them. But nowadays we have a switch. Are we going to turn that switch off? What are you doing with your light? Or are you going to turn that switch on and shine bright? Whether you're timid or outgoing, you're called to be the light to the people around you. You know, when I when I when I listen to this, it reminds me of a story. I, I don't it's been so long since I've heard and read that story about a revival that went on in the Zuzu Street many years ago. And this minister who was one of the ones that started the revival was going around, I think if if I remember right, I can't remember exactly, either putting up flyers or going around to the businesses around him and them and inviting people. I can't remember exactly how it goes. But he went to this one business and he was talking to the owner of the business and the owner of the business took him out on a tour of what they do in the factory, what what's going on and what they make and, and everything like that. And they were out, he was watching, watching the people make things. You know, I don't remember exactly what kind of, 
business it was. But he was watching this man work. He was he had some kind of a mallet or hammer pounding something, doing something. And the mallet he was swinging, he hit his hand with. And he started cussing and swearing and, and screaming and hollering because it hurt so bad. But he looked, as he lifted his head up and looked over to that man, he began to weep and fell to his knees and asked for forgiveness. And this is how the Azusa Streets, one of the ways the Azusa Street revival started. I can look at that that and see that this man, this minister, had the light of Jesus in him. When that man hit his hand with a hammer and he looked up, he started cussing and swearing and he looked up, the only thing he seen was Jesus in that minister. That light that Jesus gives us as we become stronger in our faith, stronger in our worship of Jesus. That's what it means for your light to shine. When you walk down the street, You want people to see that light in you, Jesus in you. Sin can dull your, your shine. Our lives, which once sparkled with joy of Christ, can become clouded with love for things of this world. There's another thing. It's easier to fall than it is to get up. It takes more muscles to get up, more energy to get up than it does just to fall. Before you can be light to others, take a look at your own life. Has sin dulled the evidence of Christ in you? Maybe it's time to stop. Take a moment and ask God to reveal any sin you might be ignoring. If there's a sin, there's a sin you repeatedly struggle with, write it down. Pray over it continually and ask God for his forgiveness and help in changing your heart. We'll never be perfect but we need to address our sin partially because it comp impacts others. So how exactly do you shine? Do not be conformed to this world, Romans 12, verse two. 
being a light sounds great, doesn't it? But it's also a little abstract. How exactly do we do you become this brilliant beacon to people around you? Here are four practical tips. Number one, be careful what you say. The Bible calls the tongue a restless evil, full of deadly poison. James 3 verse 8. It also says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's pretty serious. And that's how we should take our speech seriously. Maybe a parent once told you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I've heard that. Have you? It's not bad advice, even as an adult. Words are powerful and become can be used for good or for bad. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You might even post this verse somewhere as a, a reminder. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear, Ephesians 4, 29. There's a book out there that you can read, How to Tame the Tongue. I'm not sure who the author is, but that's the, the book to get to read to to learn how to tame your tongue. Number two, consider your entertainment. What do you go for? What do you go for for fun? What shows or movies do you watch? What kind of music do you listen to? Would you go to the same places, watch the same things, or listen to the same music? If Jesus were sitting next to you, would you listen to that same music, watch that same movie? Or would you be embarrassed? I remember when I was younger, I went out on this date. I went out on this date, and I was. We, we went to this movie. It was, I think, it was, yeah, it was a movie, and they showed a locker scene where the people were naked, and I got really embarrassed. I didn't know that was going to be in there. That would be kind of like Jesus sitting next to you with what you watch. 
It might sound silly, but asking those questions is a good way to keep yourself in check, whether you're alone or with others. So remember, garbage in, garbage out. Here's, here's one that happens to everybody nowadays. Use social media wisely. People watch what you post. You know, you claim to be a Christian. They watch you. And they're the first ones to point it out when you make that mistake. Whether they inter interact with your post or not, think about things that you've posted recently. Articles, comments, photos, and so on. Could they be seen as prideful, self-centered, rude? What's your motive? To put others down, make them jealous? Hopefully not. Aim to make informed, respectful posts that represent the one you claim is Lord? With social media out there nowadays, when you claim to be a Christian and you post something out there, they don't see all the good posts that you've put on there, but they see the post. Like, for instance, we'll, we'll say a post of somebody cussing and swearing, or a post of gossip or 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 a post of nudity or whatever they see that and they spread that so be careful what you say and what you post the last thing to think of others Consider other people's needs and help meet them. Encourage instead of criticize. Be patient. Give others the benefit of the doubt. If you hear gossip, gossip distance yourself from that and change the subject or change the subject. When you encounter a difficult person, Remember that they were made and are loved by God above all. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. Luke 6, 31. So I'm going to ask you again. What are you doing with your light? Let's make this the new, what would Jesus do question. And every time you, you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what am I going to do with my light today? Am I going to let it shine? When you go on that Facebook page, that, that social media page, are you going to let your light shine? What are you going to do with your light? 
hopefully this message gets out to to those that are listening. Remember when 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 you struggle, when your when your light becomes dim, pray, pray, pray to help that weak spot become that strong spot. Remember to follow us, to like us, to share us. We're out there for everyone to listen to. And hopefully that you will let your light shine. Don't forget when you wake up to ask yourself, What am I doing with my light today? Thank you for listening to us. Continue to share us. Contact us, like I said before, if you want us to give you a one-time shout-out for your Christian business. What are you doing with your light? God bless, and thank everybody for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, SND, many more. See you next time. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean.